0: Hi, my name is Kylea, and welcome to the first episode of Tale as Old as Time. In this series, I'll be going over all of the Disney movies and do a summary of the Disney tale, my commentary on the tale, and the origins of the tale. I want to show the beauty of each of these tales and return some childhood memories to people, so let's get into the episode. The first series of Disney movies that I'll be addressing are the princess movies. So in this episode, I will talk about Snow White. Snow White is the classic example of a tale as old as time. This was the first Disney princess movie in the epitome of a classic. In this tale, the evil queen asks the magic mirror, who is the fairest in the land, and the mirror says that it is Snow White. The evil queen is jealous of Snow White's beauty and sends a huntsman to kill her. The huntsman finds Snow White in the woods while she is running away from him, and he decides not to kill her. Snow White finds her way into a cottage where she encounters the seven dwarves after a mining trip. The dwarves are shocked to see this girl in their house, but they are quick to let her stay. Snow White then becomes the maid and the cook uh, at the dwarves' house, and the dwarves mine all day. Snow White treats these dwarves as her children, and one day the Evil Queen finds out that Snow White is still alive. Evil Queen creates a plan of her own to kill Snow White, so she creates a poison apple for Snow White to eat. One day, when the seven dwarves are in the mine, the Evil Queen dresses up as an old lady and comes to the cottage. She convinces Snow White to eat the apple, and Snow White falls into a death-like sleep. She pretty much falls to her death on the spot. The woodland creatures try to warn the dwarves, but the dwarves arrive to the cottage too late. The dwarves place Snow White in a glass casket and mourn over the body in the meadow. Then a prince comes by and immediately falls in love with her and gives her a true love's kiss. This kiss revives Snow White and everyone celebrates. So, that's the end of the Disney version of the tale. I use she fell into a death-like sleep instead of she fell to her death because she didn't actually die. Because she was easily revived by just a kiss. So, here's my commentary on the subject. Snow White is super classic, like I've said before, but... It does not age too well. Snow White is a sweet child, but she's also 14. 14! That is super young. An evil queen tried to kill her. After that, I find it also weird that Snow White has to do all the cooking and cleaning. She was just a little girl though, so I think it was just how she was raised. I think it was a good movie for the times, but I'm not really emotionally attached to it, so I don't really have much commentary on this film. Plus this is a film that I haven't seen too recently, so everything that I say about the summary of the Disney version of this film, at least, is all based off of my memory. So it's how I perceive the film. So. Let's get on to the original fairy tale. This, as many Disney princess movies, started as a Grimm Brothers fairy tale. And if nobody knows about the Grimm Brothers, they are known for writing darker fairy tales. So, I would highly advise that younger children or people who aren't ready for the darker version of this fairy tale to stay away from at least, this side of the podcast. So, in the original fairy tale, it was called Little Snow White. The fairy tale starts with a queen who watched snow fall from the heavens. She ended up pricking her finger and blood fell into the snow. As she looked at the beauty of red on white, she wishes that she had a daughter who is as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as the wood in the frame. The frame references the window she was sitting at. Soon after this, her wish came true, and she had a child who was all three of these, and the king and queen called her Little Snow White. But as soon as the child was born, the queen died. A mere year later, the king married another woman, who ended up being the evil queen. New Queen had a magic mirror that she would stand in front of every morning and would say, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And here's a quick side note. In the Disney original, it's a misconception that the evil queen also says, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? But she actually says, Magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And now to back to your regularly scheduled programs. The mirror would answer that it was the queen who was the fairest and the satisfied her. As Snow White grew up though, she became more and more beautiful. When she reached the age of seven, she was as beautiful as the light of day and even more beautiful than the queen herself. One day, the queen performed her little incantation to the mirror once more. But the mirror responded, you, my queen, are fair. It is true, but Snow White is a thousand times fairer than you. Instead of it's normal, you are the fairest. This made the queen furious, though. From then on, whenever she looked at Snow White, she felt a great envy for her beauty. One day, she hired a huntsman and told him to take Snow White out into the woods, kill her and to bring her dead liver and lungs to her to prove that she was dead the huntsman obeyed and took snow white into the woods he took out his hunting knife and was about to stab it into her innocent heart when she began to cry and started to beg for her life she told him that she would run into the wild woods and would never come back as long as he would let her live because of her beauty the huntsman took pity on her and said, Run away, you poor child. When he let her go, he thought that the animals would devour her for sure, but he still felt like a weight lifted off his chest because he didn't have to kill her. Just then, a young boar came running by. He killed the boar, cut out its liver and lungs, and took them back to the queen to prove that he killed Snow White. The cook had to boil them with salt, and the queen ate them, supposing that she ate Snow White's lungs and liver. Snow White was now in the forest, and she was afraid of what was behind her, so she kept running deeper and deeper into the woods. As evening began to fall, she found a house and went inside in order to rest. Inside the house, everything was small, but so neat and clean that no one could say otherwise. It was all set up. The table was made with seven knives, seven forks, mugs, and chairs. Because Snow White was so hungry and thirsty, she ate a few vegetables and a little bread from each plate and she drank a bit from each mug. Afterward, she was so tired that she lied down on a bed, but none of them felt right. There were seven, by the way. Until she was on the seventh one, she ended up falling asleep. After it became dark, the masters of the house returned home. They were the seven dwarves who picked up and dug for ore in the mountains. When they came home, they experienced the Goldilocks situation, the typical situation where little bits and pieces of the house were just suddenly gone. Somebody ate my food, somebody sat in my chair, somebody drank my drink. And. As they went through asking who has been going through all of their stuff, they found Snow White. When they found Snow White, they crowded her and immediately admired her beauty. They let her sleep, and each of the dwarves were allowed an hour to sit next to the girl. The next morning, Snow White woke up, frightened by the seven dwarfs. They asked her what her name is, and she told them that it is Snow White. The dwarves then further questioned Snow White, and she told them her whole story. Then the dwarves said, "'If you will keep house for us, cook, make beds, sew, wash, and knit, and keep everything clean and orderly, then you can stay with us, and you shall have everything you want.' Snow White agreed to these terms, so she kept house for them. Every morning they went into the mountains looking for ore and gold, and in the evening, when they came back home, their meal had to be ready. During the day, the girl was alone. The dwarves constantly warned Snow White of her stepmother and warned her to not open the door for anyone. One day, the queen stepped in front of the mirror once more and asked if who was the fairest in the land. The mirror replied that it was still Snow White and that Snow White was living with the dwarves beyond the mountains. She was shocked by this revelation, and was mad at the huntsman for deceiving her. Then she thought about killing Snow White herself. She thought of disguising herself as an old peddler woman, and go to Snow White. She went to the house and called out, "'Beautiful wares for sale!' Snow White peered out of the window and said, "'Good day, dear woman. What do you have for sale?' "'Good wares, beautiful wares,' she answered. "'Bodice laces in all colors,' "'and she took out one that was braided in colorful silk. "'Would you like this one?' "'Snow White thought that she could let the honest woman in, "'so she let the old peddler in and bought the pretty bodice lace. "'Child!' said the old woman, how you look. Come, let me lace you up properly. The unsuspecting Snow White allowed the old woman to help her, but the woman pulled so quickly and so hard that Snow White could not breathe. You used to be the beautiful one, said the old woman and hurried away. Not long after, the dwarves came home. They were terrified when they saw Snow White lying on the ground. And not moving at all as if she was dead they lifted her up and seeing that she was too tightly laced they cut the lace in two then she began to breathe a little and little by little she came back to life when snow white told them what happened the dwarves concluded that it could be no one else except the evil queen when the queen arrived home once more She asked the mirror who was the fairest of them all, and the mirror responded with Snow White once more. When she heard that, she realized that Snow White had come back to life. She thought that she had to come up with another plan. Then, with the act of witchcraft, she decided to create a poisoned comb. Then she disguised herself as a different old woman and went to the house once more. She yelled, Good wares for sale, and Snow White replied that she could not let anyone in. The queen encouraged her to take a look, though, and pulled out the poisoned comb. Snow White liked the comb so much that she let herself be deceived once more, and she opened the door. After they agreed on the purchase, the old woman requested to properly comb her hair. She had barely stuck the comb into Snow White's hair when the poison took effect and the girl fell down unconscious. The evil queen left once more and the dwarves came back at nightfall. When they saw Snow White lying on the ground as if she were dead, they immediately suspected her stepmother. They found the comb and took it out of her hair. Once she woke up, she told them what happened and the dwarves told her to not open the door for anyone. When the queen got home once more, she asked the mirror who was the fairest of them all. The mirror told her once more that it was Snow White and that she is still alive. And the queen got extremely angry that her plans have failed twice, or three times if you're counting the huntsman. Then she went into her most secret room and she made a poisoned apple. From the outside it was beautiful white with red cheeks, and anyone who saw it would want it. But anyone who might eat a little piece of it would die. Then she disguised herself as a peasant woman and went back to the house. The queen knocked on the door, and Snow White proclaimed how the dwarves forbade her to allow anyone access to enter the house. The queen then tried to offer Snow White an apple. Snow White refused and said how she was told that she could not accept anything. The queen then offered to cut the apple in half, and they would each have half. The, The queen was clever, though, and she gave Snow White the poison side and herself the safe side. The poison side was, of course, the red side, and the safe side was the white side. When Snow White saw that the peasant woman was eating her part, she could not resist but to eat her part as well. She barely had a bite in her mouth when she fell to the ground. Dead. The queen looked at her with a gruesome stare, laughed loudly, and said, White as snow red as blood, black as ebony wood. This time the dwarves cannot awaken you. When the queen arrived at home, she asked the mirror who was the fairest of them all, and the mirror finally responded that it was her. She was at peace for once, knowing that she was the fairest. When the dwarves came home that evening, They found Snow White lying on the ground. She was not breathing at all. She was dead. They decided to prepare her for her funeral. They did her hair, put her in nice clothes, and they thought about burying her, but they decided that they couldn't. She was too pretty for that, and they thought they had a small bit of hope that she could have still been alive. They had a transparent glass coffin, though, and they decided to lay her in that. They placed the coffin on a mountain so all could see and mourn over the death of Snow White. Snow White laid in the coffin for a long time, but she did not decay. She only looked like she was asleep. One day, a prince entered the woods and happened on to the dwarfs' houses, house, where he sought shelter for the night. He saw the coffin on the mountain with the beautiful snow white, and he read what was written on it with gold letters. Then, the prince went. And he knew he had to leave, but he did not want to leave without the beautiful Snow White. So he asked the dwarves if he could buy the coffin from them. The dwarves said that they would not sell the coffin. The prince answered by saying, then give it to me, for I cannot live without being able to see Snow White. I will honor her and respect her as my most cherished one. The dwarfs pitied him, so they gave him the coffin. The prince had his servants carried away, but then it happened that one of them stumbled on some bush, and this dislodged the apple from Snow White's throat. Not long after, she opened her eyes and questioned where she was. The prince joyfully said, you are with me. He told her what happened and he then said, I love you more than anything else in the world. Come with me to my father's castle. You shall become my wife. Snow White loved him and she went with him. Their wedding was planned with great splendor and majesty. The evil queen was also invited to the feast. She stepped in front of the magic mirror and asked it who was the fairest of all, and it said that it was Snow White. This frightened the evil queen, and she was scared to go to the feast. She ended up going, though, and was terrified when she saw the face of Snow White. Snow White and the Prince had it so... They put a pair of iron shoes into burning coal. They were brought forth with tongs and placed before the evil queen. Then she was forced to step into the red hot shoes and dance until she fell down dead. And that is the end of the Grim Brothers fairy tale. Now, like I said earlier, the Grimm brothers were dark guys, but they came up with a lot of stories that are still used to this day. These tales aren't used in their original form, because their original form can get very intense, but without their original form, there would be no Disney version. The Grimm fairy tale surprised me a lot, though, because... The Evil Queen was so much more of a failure in this version than she was in the Disney version. She tried to kill Snow White four times. And she failed in the end. Which, in a sense, I find hilarious. Because if you're going to try so hard, then I feel like you should eventually succeed. Which is great that she didn't, but It's just ridiculous that she's trying so hard. Like, if she didn't die at the end, I believe that she would have just kept trying to kill Snow White. She literally said at one point in the fairy tale that I didn't read, that she would continuously try to kill Snow White. Even if that meant that she would have to die. In the end, she died and Snow White lived. Also, the ending is very dark. How I always imagined Snow White, I thought Snow White was supposed to be this super sweet child. In the Disney version, at least, it is always seen that she would never hurt a fly but in this fairy tale she ends up killing the queen herself in the end like she may not have come up with the idea but she didn't stop the deed from being done either like it's just very sad I also have to acknowledge how young Snow White was we were only told when she was seven years old so if we go in order we'll say she was seven and then the queen maybe thought of killing her when she was like eight because she hated passing by her like she's so much fairer than me so at eight maybe she tried to kill her and then at nine let's say she tried to kill her again because she found out that she was still alive and then maybe 10 she found she did her other plan and then 11 she did her final plan so pretty much that means the evil queen was trying to kill a child a child that is so bad like and it's only because Snow White was becoming more beautiful than her to be that vain that nobody can be more beautiful than you is very sad. Like, <laughs> Snow White did not deserve what you got. Like, a lot of things in the story, they make sense for the times, for the ages at least. This story was made quite a while ago I'm pretty sure it was made about around the 1800s I'm not positive on that though but it's about the 1800s so by then it was still people were young but not too young when they were getting married and stuff but if you look at the story It is a dark story from like now, like if you look at it now. It is pretty much a murder story of how a grown woman is trying to kill a young girl because she was prettier than her. That is not only dark but really sad, like I've said before, that the queen was so conscious of her looks that she felt that she needed to kill Snow White. Because she couldn't have anybody looking prettier than her. Like, in the Disney story, she was still young. She was 14. And like I said before, she was like 11 at most. And I'm saying at most, thats being generous. Like, I don't really blame her for opening the door for the queen and eating the apple. Because she was a very young and impressionable child I think I would have even fallen for that apple trick because after the first one when it was she was laced up too tight I think the second one is about the time I would have been like oh why don't you try it first and then I'll try it but the final one is where that happened pretty much if but if it got that far where she did the apple and all that i would have been dead with the apple too <laughs> like i also think the dwarves were nice but they were also kind of weird like at the beginning they thought that snow white was so beautiful that they all slept with her On the first night. For an hour each. At the end. They ended up being like parents. Like they were parent like characters. They made her do chores. In exchange for a home. And they also advised her. To not take anything from strangers. Or open the door for strangers. So in that way. Yes the dwarves were actually. Good like. Parental figures for her since she had such an awful stepmom. I do appreciate how in this tale, the prince does not kiss the corpse to awaken Snow White and that a servant just bumps into a bush and makes it so the apple chunk is dislodged from her throat. Like, it is a very weird request that the prince just asked the dwarves to take the coffin with Snow White but it's also you don't know the prince's age Snow White was on that hill for a few years is what it seems like in the tale so by this time she was maybe we'll say a f- like five years went past and she's like 16 with at most and princes normally when they depict princes and at least the Disney fairy tales and the Disney versions they are around the same age or not too too much older so we can say he was about 17 and if he sees this girl every day he could think that one day it's like oh maybe she'll awaken and be mine and that the dwarves gave him the coffin so easily I understand where their hearts were but it is odd I that's my also another tick for the dwarves don't give someone a coffin with a dead person in it Even if she ended up, like, surviving and living. That was just so weird. Like, there are many things that bothered me in this original story. I think the main thing that bothered me, though, was how beauty was the main component of the story. Like, it is in both versions, in a sense like, Snow White never let her beauty go to her head, like I don't think Snow White really knew how beautiful she was, like, at least in this story, it's never really shown it's just seemed like everything came easier to her, in a sense like, she begged for her life and if it was an ugly girl, I don't think I think the Huntsman would've just killed her and For the dwarves, if it was like an ugly girl or not even ugly, if it was just an average looking person, because a lot of people are just average, so, but everybody is also beautiful in their own ways, but if it was just like average, then they would be like, "Mm, I don't know, and... I feel like a lot of things would have happened differently, but because beauty was the main factor, that's why she got so many things for her, which is very sad, but I understand it for the tale that it was, especially for the time period that it was made, because these fairy tales... I don't know who specifically they were for, because this would be a very bad fairy tale to tell children. I believe these fairy tales were more like books slash short stories back then and not just fairy tales, things that could happen. Because poison does exist and poisoning half the apple does have like it could exist. I think the Grimm's fairy tales are, at least this one, is much more practical than the Disney one. They're both very weird. And I think Disney stays mostly true on this fairy tale compared to other ones that we'll go over later in the future. But... For the most part, I do believe that I prefer the Grimms' fairy tale over the Disney fairy tale because it gives so much more texture to the story itself. Like the original Snow White is not a very long story to tell. And but I believe that the little things that happen in this fairy tale can give a lot of color to who these people are it shows that Snow White really was just a child and didn't really know much and it was to these people in the story it was love at first sight like in both stories they think it's love at first sight but I think in this one is it helps a lot to think oh love at first sight Because the prince is like, oh, I love you. And then Snow White, who's been asleep for years, probably is like, okay, cool. So, I love you too? Because she hasn't been able to grow into those emotions because she's been dead. Or I presume that she's been in a comatose state because... If she were dead, her soul would've already left her body, which is an easy way of saying her brain would've not been there, so she would've been brain dead. So that could also be a theory that by the time she woke up, that she was really just brain dead. So everything that happened was really just nerve responses of nerves trying to do things that they were trained to do and so going to the wedding be like okay but a lot of things wouldn't have happened so i think the grim fairy tale gives a lot more texture to the story compared to the disney fairy tale overall it is a very dark fairy tale though I really do think it's a good fairy tale, though, because that's just my opinion. So, you can think of this, too, as what did you like better? Do you like the Disney fairy tale, or do you like the Grimm fairy tale? Well, that's the end of the first epi- episode of this podcast. Throughout this podcast, I'll be trying to add guests, but for now, it'll just be me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. (laughs) I'm trying my best. I'm sorry for any words I messed up. I'm trying to keep this podcast as natural and as much as human experience as possible. So it's not just like a robot speaking. But with that said, until next time.